Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. I am Efa Bell. I told you, some days I might see something, or I might feel something, or might remember something, and I'm going to talk about it on a podcast. How you doing? First of all, grab a seat, cop a scribe, get a chair, pillow, a blanket. Hell, sit right here on the stoop next to me. Get you something cold, something hot to drink, some water, some tea, some coffee, some juice. Hell, it's 3 o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on. Let me tell y'all. If I didn't celebrate my life before, I'm going to celebrate it now. Let me put a disclaimer. Because somebody once asked me, do you know what a disclaimer means? You're always saying it. I said, are you serious? Yes, you're always putting it there. And do you know what it means? So for y'all that don't know, disclaimer, a statement that denies something, especially responsibility. The novel carries the usual disclaimer about the characters bearing no relation to the living person. So, let me put this out there. Um... (laughs) I don't brag. I'm very grateful, and I love to share my experience to those that are willing to listen. If you feel or you ever feel if one of my podcasts, my lives, my TikToks, my social media, a post, and you feel like it is bragging, remove yourself because that's not the energy that I am portraying, giving, or trying to put on someone else. But if you feel that way, then the problem is not me. It's you. So you should kindly remove yourself. Real talk. I am not for everybody. And I'm okay with that. I don't need to be for everyone. The same way everyone don't need to be for me. I don't need to be around everyone. Some people I don't like. I'd be like, uh-uh. No, that's okay. We don't vibe. It's just something more. Math ain't mathing to me. I don't disrespect them. I don't talk about them. I just remove myself. If what you're selling, saying, speaking, showing, writing does not agree with me, there's this thing that we all know how to do. Yet, so many refuse to do it. Unfollow, keep scrolling, ignore, block, silence, remove yourself. And it's okay. It's okay. So, when you are going through initiation, see, this is the part that people don't talk about. And I was doing a live, right? First of all, I was doing a live on TikTok. It's called Gather Around the Table. And a young man asked to get on. And, of course, I made space for him. Now, a lot of people didn't agree with what he was saying. A lot of people didn't like how he was delivering it. And those people have a right to feel their way. But I am so amazed and so happy and so grateful for this brother that whenever him and a few others ever want space, something to say, but we can agree to disagree respectfully without dogging each other out, without calling each other names, without sitting there saying, oh, he's stupid, he's dumb. No. Because see, 
this brother was amazing to me. He was so amazing. And I put up a clip of somewhat of the live. But, um, and I'm going to download it and put it on my YouTube, so make sure you catch it. But when you are going through initiations and you're wearing white and you're, you know, you white, you're not wearing no makeup, you're not wearing no perfume, you're just white or new, raw. You are raw, your face, everything. And you feel naked. You don't see yourself in a mirror because you can't look in a mirror for three months. And you're sitting on the floor and the mat and you're eating on the floor because you can't eat on the table and you're all this white on. And even though I was in the process of losing weight, you know, because I had, um, I had the surgery, it's still, it's still, you know, I couldn't get my nails done, my eyebrows arched, like none of that. And even though, shout out to the, first of all, I love Lil Ling Ling. Every time I do go to New York, Queens over there on uh, 165th, the nail spot, I love her. She did, I'm telling you no lie, she did my lashes, my, my eyebrows, a day, a day before I went in for initiation. Till this day, my godmother and them really thought that I was still getting my eyebrows arched. When I tell you, because I, I remember saying, you know, I'm going to be in initiations. I won't be able to look at, you know, mirror and stuff. When I tell you she plucked, waxed, scraped all of that with my eyebrows, curved them like they were for the gods. For at least six months. No eyebrows grew, and they were arched just the way she did it. And I remember my grandma was like, because um, they was all talking. And she was like, oh, you can't say nothing. I know you getting your eyebrows done. And I was like, yo, we can do a divination. We can go and stand in front of any Arisha, all of that. My love, I'm not arching anything. I'm not going in the nail spot. It's at mirrors. I can't look in the mirror. But for the life of her, she still think that. And God bless her. But I never did. I, I did not. Six months. Did not, did not. She, every time I go in there, I, she know I love her. I love her. I'd be like, nah, do my eyes. And even now, the last time I didn't go to the eyelash place, I want to say when I went to Detroit, I went to go get my eyebrows arched. They still look like they are arched. She does excellent fucking work. When you, when I say someone that perfected their fucking craft, she's that. But anyway. So, you feel somewhat like lost. You don't know how you see yourself. You're not looking in the mirror. You're an all white, got you the shiny one. People see you, they don't welcome you. They look and be like, what the fuck? Or they think you are an over-religious person. Or, you know, people will look at you and walk the other way. Some people make crosses. And I had a botanica in the Coliseum. And next to me, on one side was We All In, and the other side was the uh, T-shirt people. They did the embroidery and all of that. When I tell you, they did not make me feel like an outsider. They did not. We cracked jokes. We had fun. We talked. If you would have sat around us, you would be like, she act like she got regular colors. Like, we had conversations, and I was so happy 
And they were definitely good for my goddamn self-esteem. When I would walk in there, I remember Tokyo was like, yo, you are so beautiful. And I'm like, wow, I got a booger or something. I can't see myself. And I remember Chris laughing. He was like, no, you're beautiful. He was like, yo, can I hit it? I was like, what, boy? I got kids older than you. He was like, yo, you're beautiful. I'm like, I don't have no makeup on. I don't have nothing. He was like, yo, you're beautiful. Like, they was, I would rush to open my store. Like, they good for my self-esteem. They never judged me. We had great conversations. They never made me feel like I was an outcast. And when people would come in, because now you have to sit on the floor. Chris and all of them would be standing around. And people would come in and be like, what, she fell? And they'd be like, nah, she just like eating on the floor. And they would crack jokes and they'd be like, nah, she's going through initiations. Like, And if I remember when someone said something stupid, it was like, yo, watch your mouth. And when they were arguing or when they were, you know, getting rowdy, they'd be like, hold on. Yo, the Yawo is there. We going outside. Yo, we be back. And they would. Yo, they made me feel so great. And even when I closed up the shop and I was walking and I saw them, they still made me feel so like, yo, yo, hi, yo, 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 yo. And then people would be like, yo, her name is Donna. Yo, and they'd be like, nah, she's going to do initiation. Her name is Yawo. It means bride. She married, you know, the Risha dog. Like they were breaking it down to everyone, right? Yo, I didn't feel, because you go through a lot of emotions. You go through a, a moment of, being in solitude, you, you can't really talk to your family and, you know, you don't want people to just look at you and, you, you know, people get weird around you. Here you are in all white and they be like, oh, I don't know what to say. Be you. Like, yo, be you. And not once did they make me feel bad. And these are all street dudes, right? Some of them are gang members, scammers, drug dealers, pimps, you had sex workers, you had strippers, like they would all come over there. And I was so grateful. And I would tell them stories of, yo, few of the greatest moments of being a Yahweh and then being crowned. Man, I would tell them stories. So everybody knew my godfather, Ibae, as appetizer. His wife was, um, it was appetizer, no, my godfather was main course. His wife was appetizer and their daughter, I would call side dish. And to me, it made more sense because when you say, yo, that's a babalao, that's a sentada, she's a petty bee, nobody didn't know those words. I was like, yo, that nigga the main course. And they'd be like, yo, say less. He ain't going to judge us? Nah. Yo, I need a reading. Like, it made sense to us. That was where in our community it made sense. Yo, that's the, yo, yo. That's the main course. Yo, she the appetizer. Word? Yeah, that's his, that's his wife? Yeah. Yo, all right, all right. And be like, yo, that's the side dish. Nobody didn't take it as, yo, that's the side chick or what. They be like, yo, that's his daughter. Yeah. Word, what? She, she like them? Yeah. Oh, sweet, sweet. Nobody didn't take it as, yo, she's, she's a jump off or nothing. That's how I categorize because that's the language we knew where I lived where I grew up. So it mixed well. People understood that. Then me saying, yo, that's the Baba Lao, that's the Petty B, that's, 
First of all, nobody speak that language. When we were coming up, you saw people in all white. They were either Muslim or the usher in the church. The root workers in them wore regular clothes. So we didn't know what that was. So it made sense to everybody. When they broke it down, they'd be like, nah, you know, yo, uh, yo, the main course. And what was even more amazing, when my godfather passed and everybody seen me, and I was in regular clothes then. And they were like, yo, how man cost? I was like, yo, he passed. Word. Yo, my condolences. Yo, appetizer good? Like, yeah, yo, we sent him my condolences. I was like, all right, all right. You know, even now when I go different places, they be like, yo, man cost, he still? And I'd be like, nah, he passed away. And I'd be like, when we say that, we say E-by-A. I taught in the language that they can receive. I taught. I didn't have to get down in the mud or the dirt, how y'all be saying, oh, you got to reach that. No, I taught in the language and the lingo and the energy and the vibe that they received. Whenever they would see me out in the street, I didn't make it weird for them to be like, no, you can't touch me. I'd be like, yo, you know, I'm going through initiation. I can't touch anybody. They even was like, yo, I wouldn't want to touch money neither. Yo, put it on the floor. Put, put it on the, you know, or they'll pick it up and be like, yeah, well, I got it. So it was... It was so much love, right? It was with so much love, man. And so when he got on the live, he was like, yo, I'm trying to get in. And I was like, yeah. And, you know, he was talking. He was addressing people. And I believe this. I'm a strong believer of this. If we're having a community, if we're having a conversation, it's going to be heated. It might be emotional. You know, if you have to stoop down to call people names, and I'm not saying they did that to him. If you have to stoop down to call people's names or you got to sit there and, and try to make the other person look dumb, then they already won because you're in your feelings. You should never, and when I say never, even though I know never belongs to God, you should never have to dog the next person and try to get your point across. You don't need to dim somebody else's light so your light can shine. But back to it. Here it was, these people that came from all walks. And I remember my godmother was like, Yo, you meet all kinds. My godfather, Ibae, he used to be like, yo, D, I would sit amongst the Bible aisles and hear them tell stories and be like, man, I can't wait to tell my stories. He said, now, yo, they be waiting for me like, Joe Dre, who came today? And he said, man, I be telling them. And I was like, for real? He'd be like, yeah, man. You know, and when I would... We all in. Shout out to them. All black clothing store, good quality clothes, all of that. I said, yo, I want something for my godparents. So they had a uh, hoodie that put loyalty above everything. And I gave it to them and they took a picture and they put it on their website. And man, that, that was amazing because now they put a picture to main course and appetizer. And it was, it was great. So as we were talking on the live, in the comment section, there was a yawo. And she was like, you know, saying how she, you know, she don't feel pretty. And he was like, yo, Ifa Bea was at her most beautifulest when she was looking like that. He said, when a man looks beyond the lashes and the, the makeup and they see you, he said, man, that's the ones you should be with. But they would, they, I would walk in, man, here I am, I'm all in white, like, yo, you, and I'm so used to head wraps, right? I couldn't even wear that. I had to wear those, uh, yawo caps, covers, right? 
I call them, I call them grandma hats. But, um, you know, and you can't get wet. You can't be outside at night. Like, you can't sit at a table. You can't look at mirrors. They became my eyes, my ears, my everything. That within the parts that I couldn't see, they saw. And when I tell you, they rallied around me to make sure I was good. And it was beautiful. It was. And I, and I know it made her feel even more better because here he was explaining it and explaining. See, I know my experience, but I didn't know the impact I had with people even being around me. And it was like, yo, she was beautiful. But we ain't treat her no different. Like, we was like, yo, she got a fatty. I was like, oh, my God. Like, but it was so beautiful. And then to go back and remember that, to remember the lives. And he was like, yo, we would have great conversations. And she, he was like, yo, we didn't really know about, you know, we use different spiritual. He's like, but, yo, she talked to us. He said, and we could come and vent to her. And I was like, yeah, you know, I gave them safe space. And here it is. See, that's the, that, that speaks a lot about people's character. This young man came from the streets. He hustled. He did all that. Now he has a job. He has two daughters. He always was a good father. But he has two, he has two daughters. And he's working. He's making a change in his little girl's lives. And being an example or the role model for anybody else that see him. No, he's not at Jay-Z status. Because Jay-Z definitely. They put him on. Brooklyn Library, the walls. But it's an impact. It's a domino effect. And some of the things that he may see, that you may see when he speaks, it may resonate you in a different way. It might make you feel defensive or no. But you have a right to those feelings. But he has a right to his as well. And that was so amazing because... The conversations we all used to have and you had all these different people coming from all different places and, you know, into all different things. And they accepted you like you accepted them just and it wasn't about because half of them didn't care if you liked them or if you didn't. Some people, they walk, you gonna respect them or even their reputation. But we all came together with no... Yo, and if it was something that we didn't dis, if we didn't agree with, because a lot of them was like, man, I can't wear that white. You wear white every day? I was like, yeah. yeah nah, I can't do that. I can't do that. Like, and it didn't make me feel bad. It didn't make me say, well, what? You, they pay, what? Man, that shit is crazy. I didn't feel like, oh, fuck that. No. And there was some heated debates. But we all walked away with learning. Conversations. Yeah, you might get... But see, you know, when you're in the street and you're around that, that whole vibe, emotions don't really play a part. Say what you mean. Mean what you say. Stand on it. I'm going to respect you then. And to be able to see someone go through it, like, yo, she disciplined. She, yo, she had white on for a year and seven days, dog. And they didn't lie. And when I walk now, when they see me, they go, yeah, nah, yo, the, the, the goddess is coming through. Yeah, nah, nah, the queen is coming through. And I'll be like, no, I'm just regular, man. They'll be like, nah, nah, nah. Yo, she she got initiated. She did that shit, yo, that, you know, what them people be doing, the year all in white, yo, she really did that. And I'll be laughing like, 
Yo, I'm regular, man. They be like, nah, nah, for real. They put their blunts down or they put it to the side. Or if they have an heated debate, they give me a nod. So also, you got to learn to read the room. And they'll give me a nod and be like, yo, God, it's respect. And I already know, okay, that they doing something that I shouldn't be privy to. Um, I remember when Missy and the Missy did 14 years in prison, female. And they were all standing out there. They were smoking weed. It was early in the morning. I was going to open up the shop. They was out there cursing and all that. So when I walked out, they was like, yo, nah. Shh. Yo, keep that shit down. Put the blunt to the side. It was like, yo. The goddess is walking to her. I said, Missy, I am regular. Nah, we got to respect you. I was like, thank you. And I, I make sure I, res- I, rec- I return that energy. When I see them, I don't care where they at. Yo, what's up? Yo, it's love. And I give them space. I'm not here to judge them. Man, let me tell you. After I, Before I became a Yahoo and after I got out of it. I done sat around in trap houses, <laughs> all kinds of places. If they wanted a spot to talk, my homeboy was working in a men's shelter. I'm sitting in the office chilling, talking to all of them, like for real. Like there was never a time where I go, nah, I can't be seen over there. If someone, especially men, especially men, it doesn't matter the color, black, brown, Spanish, the whole nine. If they feel comfortable with you sharing their story or just having a conversation, that should be respected because that means the world. But anyway, we were on the live and, you know, he was just sharing and it brought me back to where I was like, yo, I remember those days feeling ugly, feeling unappreciative, feeling like, I didn't regret it. I never regret the initiation and the journey I had to take. But, you know, you're in isolation. You can't hang around people. You know, I wind up breaking up. I was I was at work, right? I was working. I had my own Botanica. And I had sent this dude I was dating, right? I was dating him while I was getting initiated. And I had sent him to Starbucks. And I was like, yo, you know, can you get me a chai tea latte? And can you, you know, grab one of their sandwiches? You know, the cheese sandwiches. And he was like, okay. So when he came, I was already sitting on the floor. I had my mat out and I was sitting on the floor. I had my plate and my cup because I was going to take the chai tea and pour it in the cup. And I was going to put the sandwich on the plate. So he walked up and he was like, I'm telling you no lie. He said, what the fuck you doing on the floor? I said, I'm a yawar. What do you thought I was going to eat? He looked at me in such disgust. When I tell you his face changed, he was like, dogs eat on the fucking floor. He said, man, I can't do this. He broke up with me right then. I'm dead serious. Benu, his name was Benu. He broke up with me right then. I said, wow. Chris and all of them were standing there. And I said, oh, okay. What I was supposed to do, take off my white and follow him? No, I'm not that stupid. What I was supposed to do, sit there and cry? Nope. I mentally, I prepared before I took this journey. I had to sit and I sat for about, I want to say six years, give or take. I had to ask myself, 
Will I be able to continue if I break up with someone, if my kids, something happened to them, if something happened to my grandkids, God forbid, if I become displaced, if, you know, people die, am I going to be able to continue this? Will I be able to still do all of this? Will I hold the line? Will I be dedicated? Will I start this and see it at the end no matter what? So when he broke up, they looked at me. They said, you good? I said, yeah. I wasn't taking off my wife. I wasn't going to jump up and be like, you right. I ain't going. I'm sorry, baby. No, I was like, bye. And he left. The next time I saw Benu, I was already finished being a Yahoo. And that was it. But it was, it was, you know, we would talk here and there. But it wasn't, no, and when I say he and there, I mean, if I speak to him in April, the next time I might speak to him was in December, like for real. But it wasn't, no, but the way he looked at me, and I was like, wow. But I had to prepare myself. I really did. My cousin died. My friend, I used to always talk about getting initiated, and when I told Comp, and I opened up my store, he was just, he was buying a car. And driving back from either Virginia or Pennsylvania. I forget which one. And he was like, yo. He called me Thursday. He said, I'm going to see you Saturday. I said, right. He said, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Comp died Friday. I never got a chance to see him. And what was even more hurtful. I was a Yahoo. I was in initiation. I couldn't go to the funeral. So I had to sit there and light a candle and pray. I didn't see my friend get buried. I wasn't there to say my final goodbyes, but I had to do it in my room. And I know that he heard me and I know he looked down and was like, I'm still proud of you, but I, I couldn't do that. So I had to mentally prepare myself for all of that. I had to mentally prepare myself for people making fun of me, for people ridiculing me. When my godmother was talking about, she was talking to somebody who was all in her house and she was talking about, um, you know, everybody's initiation. She looked at me, she said she had it hard and she was ready to cry. And I was like, yeah, I did. It wasn't easy. So here it is. I come from a Southern African-American family. You got root workers in Congress. They don't know what Lukumi is. Real talk. And... Um, here it is. I'm in all this white. I can't be in pictures. I can't go to funerals. My cousin passed away. I couldn't go. I can't, you know, I have to be in my dog. And the sad part is about holidays. I couldn't go to any of my family's Thanksgivings or Christmas because they would have tried to sneak and take pictures and make fun of me. So I sat home. I couldn't be outside after dark anyway. So I sat home. And, you know, so... Those holidays, if you're used to being around people, now you're secluded. You know, I had my daughter, and then when they came back, yeah, well, you okay? Like, if I was leaving my godmother's house and it was late, my daughter would call me and be like, yeah, well, where you at? You're not supposed to be outside. And be like, no, I'm okay. I'm leaving from my godmother's house. I'm leaving from the Bronx. I'll be there. You know, they covered up the mirrors. And kids, they don't remember. So I cover up all the mirrors in the house, and my grandsons was going to school, and they take the um, towels down so they could look in the mirror. So it was, it was, it was an impact on everybody. And so now I have to go to work. 
and open up a tannic. I was happy I was working for myself and I could dress, you know, in the white with nobody getting on me. But you had people that was customers. And then you have some spiritual people. Yawos don't do readings. Who who authorized that? Arula, the Santos. They told me not to stop what I was doing. Yawos don't eat. They don't, they can't. I, who's supposed to take care of me? So you had people that would just turn their nose up. You had Spanish people that would tell me I'm stealing their religion. You had black people that would tell me why I'm following Spanish people. I need to go to Ifad, the traditional. Man, I was getting hit from all kinds of ways. I, I'm in the elevator coming from uh, the Long Island Railroad. And this lady is in the elevator trying to do an exorcism on me. As long as she didn't touch me, but she's standing there. The power of Christ compel you. What the fuck? So, you know, I had an African lady stop me in the middle of the street and told me I was going to hell. Like over in Africa, they do not practice this. They only know Jesus. And I'm sitting there like, what? I, man, when I tell you. I had my family look at me. I can't believe this. You are living here with your daughter. You should have been took that money and uh, got you a place to live. Now look at you. You're stupid. Oh, I didn't get no love. Not from my family. I'm not even going to lie to you. They looked at me like I was stupid. Like I grew ahead. They didn't look at me. Nothing. I got love and accolades and felt beautiful from strangers. And so you didn't think that I would run to my shop every chance I got because here it is was a group of people that made me feel seen because everywhere else I felt invisible. Like I didn't belong. I wasn't there. I didn't question, yo, was it right for me to get crowned? I wanted to save my life. So, but here it was a pack of people that came from all walks of earth, from scammers to uh, gang members to drug dealers to fucking shooters to all kinds of sex workers, all that. And they welcomed me like I was part of their fucking family. I love that. So it is no one that I won't sit in a whole space to. I, everybody that knows me know. The only time I hang around spiritual people, if I'm going to a ceremony, a drumming, or something like that. Other than that, I don't hang with spiritual people. I go to the hood, to everywhere, trap houses, everything. And I go, and if they need me, that's why they go. That's the ghetto voodoo lady. Or, yo, that's the shorty with the fatty. What? Get out. But they don't say it in a disrespectful way. They don't. They be like, yo, ma, you good? Yeah. You need anything? You good? No, I'm good. I'm good. When I tell you, I don't pass judgment. I don't sit there, but I always, if they ask me, yo, you know you don't got to do this forever. And I love it because Toke said, when you date a street nigga, you better be prepared and be truthful and honest. That nigga ain't living forever. What he out there doing, he ain't going to survive forever. And it's true. So he was dropping things from the street version of what we see. See, a lot of people, they live in these glass houses. Or if they grew up in the hood, oh, I don't never want to remember that. And they just disassociate themselves. I'm not going to ever disassociate from where I came from. From where I came from is what made me and keep me humble. When I go to my cousins and my brothers in them house, yeah, that's E5 Bell. You know what they say here, uh, stuff, take the trash out. Yo, go in there and bust those dishes. 
It ain't no different. Yeah, okay. Yeah, she crowned. You know, my grandkids say she queen. She queen because they don't know how to say crown. They be like, she queen. But uh, queen, you going to get in there and cook. It keeps you humble. I, I respect what you did. I get that. It saved your life. You good. But here, we all sit around this table. We all on the same level. And I respect that. Nobody greater than nobody else. We all family. You can agree to disagree. It's okay. I don't want you to think like me anyway. I want you to think outside the box. Shit, go beyond me. But give people space. Allow them to be able to express themselves. Don't sit there and pass judgment. Oh, you from the streets? Uh-uh. Or she a sex worker? Uh-uh. She nasty. Nah. They in survival mode. I'm just learning how to get in the living mode. I had to survive all my life. Yeah. Well, you, you, growing up in my era, grown dudes would talk to you. Grown dudes. I was 14 years old dating a 21-year-old. Grown dudes. Yeah, I know. Somebody may not like it. It's okay. It's all right. And Divine is still cool with me. Help me raise my son. And I'm always give him space. No, I was, he manipulated you. No, I was hot in the ass, okay? I was hot in the ass. And I was pregnant at 14 going on 15. And I started talking to him. I let him know, this ain't your kid, I'm pregnant. And he was like, yo, I know I never have you, so I have a part of you. He never mistreated my son. Gave him whatever he could. And he was a hustler out in the street. His real father, you want to ask? When I was pregnant, um, I saw Young. His father's Dominican and uh, black. And his mom is black. She's from the South, and his father's Dominican. And um, we was dating and stuff, and we was fighting. And I remember one of my friends was like, oh, you pregnant by him? And she took me up on something where the old welfare used to be, over there on something and... Um, this is that Archer, but over there on something. And he was standing there. Now, mind you, I'm 14 going on 15. He's 16 going on 17. And he's standing there nodding because he used to sniff dope. He didn't shoot it. He sniffed it and was um, inhaled the glue because his mouth was all white, like that dry. And when she showed me that, I could have cursed out. I could have done all that. I said, oh, okay. Now, I was mad and I was hurt, but I ain't letting nobody see it. I said, okay, like, come on. Let's go on back to the to, to the projects. We walked back. I got some, some food or something, and I was like, yeah, I'm going home. And I went home. I made up some story that I had to do something with my mother, and I went home. But I was hurt. I was, and I prayed, like, yo, I'm, I'm going to get through this. And for the life of me, Devon was like, back then they called him political. He was liking my friend Nene. And, well, my, my friend Nene liked him. And, you know, and I told her, I said, yo, if he, um, if he talks to you, you know, I'll back away. And he had went to go get something to eat. Back then, you know, you had Lucille's. And he went and got burger and fries. And that used to be my number one meal. Burger and fries, right? That was my meal. That was my to-go meal. And cheeseburger, what? With everything on it, except for uh, I didn't like... Um, those onions, but everything else, what? And pickles. I, I like you. Yeah, I didn't like pickles. But then, you know, you. I was early, but I was pregnant, 
And, um, and mind you, I, I don't promote teenage pregnancy, but I'm just sharing my experience. And so I was pregnant. So, you know, I had a little breast, I had hips. I ain't had no stomach. I didn't get a stomach until I was like seven months, but I ain't had no stomach. So he was, um, he was like, yo, you know, you horse little sister? I was like, yeah. So we was all sitting out there breaking day. And he was like, yo, I'll be back. He was like, yo, don't move. But I thought he was talking to Nene. So I was like, you know, sitting there. So I couldn't. If I smoked a cigarette, it made me want to throw up. That's how I really knew I was pregnant. And then me and my cousin, God bless his dad, we went to the um, doctor. And I found out I was pregnant. But, um. So I would smoke, but I'd take two or three puffs and then hand it to Nene, like, so nobody wouldn't know. Because back then, you know, people would tell. So, but my mother already knew, so I didn't, I, that I didn't care about. Um, so when he came back, I smelled the burger and fries. Here it is, you know, I'm pregnant. I'm like, yo, but nobody know, but I'm like, yo, you got burger and fries. So I ain't saying nothing. I was sitting there like hungry and stuff. And he pulled it out, and he was like, here, I brought one for y'all. Man, when I tell you, I was so happy. And he was like, so you going home? I was like, nah. I was like, nah, I'm chilling with Nene. And I never forget, I think it was either Lamb or Phil, one of them. They was came over there, and they was talking to Nene and stuff. And he was like, yo, come here, sit and talk to me. And I was sitting there talking to him. And I was like, Nene, you good? She was like, yeah. She was like, you know, he, he like you. Because I guess one of them told him, like, yo, political, like her. And she was like, um, nah, you good. She was like, you always going to be my sister. You good. And I was like, you sure? I said, because I don't want, you know, we always said no nigga coming between us. She was like, nah, you good, you good. And Divine, we were sitting there, we would talk. And I think, like, maybe because he had took me out to the city. And we would go, like, because I always loved Manhattan. We would go to, like, different places. Man, I was going to the circus. We would go to the um, World Trade. The um, Man, we would go everywhere. We would go everywhere. And I remember, like, we was dating for, like, two weeks. And we, we didn't even have sex. We was just hanging out. And he was like, yo, you want to come to my house? And I said, before I do that, and I told him, I was like, yo, I'm pregnant. I said, you know, and I told him who the father was and all of that. And he walked outside. He did. He walked outside. And then he stayed out there for like 15 minutes. Then he came back and he was like, so who's going to help you? I was like, well, my parents. And he was like, you're going to go back to school. I was like, eventually. He's like, nah, you got to go back to school. And he was like, yo, I'm going to be there for you. And you know how people would say, I'm going to be there for you, and then they disappear. Devon was like, nah, I'm going to be there for you. And then when I started showing, people was like, wait, she's pregnant? Like, hi, you know, you have people trying to add the math up and all of that. And I told him, I was like, yo, if you don't want that backlash or you don't want people talking, he was like, man, I don't give a fuck about people. I'm here for you. And then he broke up with me. I was pregnant. I was like, ah. And he had, I wrote him this, I never forget. So remember, I'm young. And I wrote him maybe like this 12 page letter. <laughs> when I think about it, that's so funny. He never read it, his sister read it. And I was like, you know, and I, I wrote like, yo, I know this is not your baby, but you know, I thought we was friends and you dating someone else. And he didn't read it and he was mad because she read it and she was like, I knew that wasn't your baby. 
And he had told her, yo, she's old. that's always going to be my son. And then he came down the block and he said, we had this beautiful conversation. And he was like, yo, I, I want you to have a life. He was like, and, you know, back then he was sniffing coke and smoking coke cigarettes. And he was like, yo, I don't want you to ever be a part of this life. And even back then, I tell you no lie. He said, yo, it's something greater for you. And, yo, I'm going to be there for your baby, for our baby. He said, I'm going to be there for him. He's like, but I, I want something greater for you. And he, he was dating girls and all of that. And I would, you know, I would be down at his mom's house. And, you know, I would be sitting there while he bringing these girls in. And he, he would speak. He would make them speak. And, you know, they would have my son. Like, I, I didn't have to worry about nobody bothering him. And, like I said, I was young. And he he used to be like, I remember one time he was in the room and I came in there and I was like, you know, I don't want to sleep out there on the couch. Can I sleep in the room? He was like, no, Donna, go in the front. And I was like, what? You know, and I felt bad. I came out in the front and I was crying and sitting there looking stupid. And he came out there. He said, once again, the things I do and the life I live, he said, doesn't mean I don't love you. He said, but I want better for you. For the life of me, I didn't understand that until I was like 19 or 20. And one year, now my son is grown. He got a kid. So we talking years later. He had hit me up. He was like, yo, I'm going to Manhattan. I said, oh my God, can I come? He was like, yeah, come on. And we hung out that day. And he said, and I remember asking him, I was like, you know, Divine, I, I never really understood why you pushed me away. He's like, yo, you see what you do now? The readings and you helping people. He said, yo, I knew back then it was something different about you. And yo, you would have been following me. You were young. You were impressionable. You would have been strung out. He's like, look at all your other friends. They all strung out on drugs. You didn't. You didn't have no drugs in you. So why? He was like, yo, I helped you. He said, if you felt like I hurt you, great. Because you moved on. And look, look at your life. Like, I'm proud of you. I said, yo, I'm proud of you. And he was like, yo, I'm happy. I'm happy that you made the choice to follow your your dream, your destiny, without feeling that, you know, what people may think of you or anything. He was like, and I was there for Daquan, and I'm always be there for him. And he did, he did not. Even when I had my son, he came up there with all these gifts and stuff. And I was like, okay. And not once did he was like, yo, no, if I needed sneakers. He was the first person to teach me. You know, I used to, my friends and them used to be like, well, you know, he a drug dealer. Y'all should, you should ask him for money. And I remember like, yo, can I have $50 to get a pair of sneakers? And he looked at me. He was like, the money's on the dresser. What? I said, no, I thought that was your money. He said, no, that's your money. He said, yo, don't ever ask me for nothing. So then I got offended. Like, what? He was like, if I'm with you, I should already know what you need. He said, yo, I know you're going to need some underwear. I know you're going to need some bras. You're going to want your hair done. And back then, everybody was getting doobies. And he was like, yo, and I know you need some sneakers. Go up on the app and get it. He's like, yo, the money on the dresser. He said, you don't have to ask me for nothing. It's already there for you. And, yo, I never, I never did. He, if my son, you know, so I'm, I'm forever grateful. So it's things like that, that you may look at these people and have some kind of judgment or whatever. I look at them as family. You know, I look at them as, yo, 
somebody got to help you to raise your voice, to to inspire you, to just sometimes just be sitting there so they can vent. Sometimes just so, just to have your present. It don't have to be anything sexual. It can just be, man, I had sex workers. We all sitting around, kiki and crack it up, all of that. I'm not supposed to sit with them because they are sex workers? Call girls, OnlyFans? Do, do, I'm supposed to disown them? Who speaks for them? How can we call ourselves healers, readers, and workers if we got to judge you by how you are and where you come from? So those the same way, though. I extend it both ways. The same way I extend courtesy and love and, and you know encouragement to people in jail, I do it to my college students, too. I'm not going to disrespect nobody. I'm going to make sure I share love. Is, to me, love means lots of vital energy. And as long as I got it, I'm going to give it to you. You know? But yeah, we got boundaries. Yeah. But when we was on the live, man, it made me remember. Like, yo. And then I'm looking at him like, he, I remember where you started from. And look where you are. Like, he'll go to Cali. He'll go. Like, he was traveling. I'm like, yo. I would see him online and all of that. And I was so grateful to see where they come from. To see a brother I met that was a drug dealer that, you know, another brother, he was a drug dealer. And he wanted to um, get straight. So the money he made, he took it and paid for his tuition to draw blood. He paid. He didn't go and get a loan. He didn't do none of that. He took his money and pay. There was another drug dealer that was like, yo, I'm getting out of the game. And he brought houses. And then he went to college. He paid for his college. And now when you see him, he's well off. I love those stories because we get so embedded in our head that, yo, there ain't going to be shit. We judge people before we even know what they're capable of doing. No, you may not be the one to help them. You just might be the one to inspire them. I just walked around in all white. We had conversations. But look at them now. And I'm amazed and I'm so happy. But it gives me a sense of, yo, thank you. Because I had to remember that. Remember why I started. Remember the, the conversation I had in myself to say, yo, can I do this? Can I go against all odds? Can I silence out the naysayers? And accept people from, from who they are. Can I not judge nobody? To keep me humble at all times. I was so happy to have him on the live. I was. Because it helped me to remember. Sometimes we have to remember. Even those times to celebrate yourself. And the growth. And the change. You know how beautiful it is to know that my kids can walk around and they go, yo, that's these kids. What's up? Yo, tell your mom I say hi. Yo, I love her. I remember my son and my daughter were standing on the corner over in Bricktown. And a car pulled up in front of them. So my daughter was looking and it was like, yo, do your mom. And it was like, yeah. It was like, yo, tell her I said, what's up? Like, oh, I love her. My son called me. He was like, uh, lady. I said, no, I'm not a celebrity. Don't get it twisted. But when you do right by people and you give people a safe space and when you get upset with people, never bring up the things they entrusted in you. 
Yo, people remember those small gestures. To offer someone a plate. To sit down and say, hey, what you doing? Yo, Applebee's used to be on Jamaica Avenue, right? Now forget. This person's girlfriend dropped dead. She did. She died. I said, yo, you okay? Yeah, come on. I used to take everybody to Applebee's or Martha's over there on 71st. You good? Yeah, what you doing? Nothing? Come on, let's ride. And we'll sit there and we'll talk and, you know, allow them to release and just cry or just, you know, let it out, let their feelings out. Because people want to be heard. But they want to be able to express themselves without being judged, without being condemned, without being called, yo, this nigga crying again. No. And then the worst thing that most women do when they get mad. Oh, that's why you was crying at. No, I put up a post of a young man and this lady. And I I know it's a it's a, a scene that they're doing. But the message was really clear. He's helping her. She was like, oh, that's why you don't get along with your father. That's why this and this. And he's like, damn. But we do that. We get mad. We get angry. And we tell the business. I know. I used to be like that. Real talk. My ex-husband used to get me mad. I'd talk about his ass like a dog. And then my stupid ass, you know what's stupid? After I did all that and blasted him out there in the streets, I'd go right there and lay next to him. That is immature, toxic, and it's horrible. And I remember Miss Governor was like, are you, are you dumb? No. And they sat me down and they corrected me. They didn't embarrass me like I did him. They didn't dog me out. No, they corrected me, and the correction came from a loving place. Like, sis, I see what you're doing, and that's not right, like, at all. And I'm grateful that someone took the time, instead of embarrassing me, make me feel bad, to look at me like I'm dumb, or, yo, they knew I was young and mature, even if in my 20s and, and 30s. I still had some growing up to do. But I did it. But now when you see the growth of all these people that was around me, and they still are on my page, they show love. I show love to them when I'm around. Like, yo, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And I'm forever grateful. Every single time. I am. I'm forever grateful. Your character says everything. The way you treat people. The smallest thing. Be it a love offering. Just a share. Kind words. Shout out to Lizzie. I mean, every morning, Lizzie send me something to encourage me. And there's another sister. I've never met this other lady. She sends me something every morning. Every month on the 18th, my godson sends me. Happy birthday, y'all. He's been doing it for six years. I've been crying for six years. He's been doing this for six years. Happy birthday, y'all. Every month on the 18th, I will get a text from him early in the morning. Those small gestures, that small act makes my day and my life alive. Alive. To have someone speak of you in rooms that your feet may never enter. To have someone talk and defend your name in rooms and crowds that you weren't privy to is amazing. It speaks well of you. And I love it. I remember when I walked in a room in Queens. And the lady was like, you're E5 Bay? Oh, I said, yeah. She said, welcome. 
And I was like, okay. I'm looking around like, I don't know nobody in here. And it was like the brother that was just in here spoke so highly of you. We were really, we're waiting. We were waiting on you. Excuse me? She said, no, we're waiting on you. She said, the brother that just left spoke so highly of you that we were going to leave. We said, no, if we got to know who this woman is. Like, for real. You is saying this? We need to meet her. So they stopped what they were doing and sat there. And when I tell you, we had a beautiful conversation. We had a beautiful conversation. We spoke of all kinds of things. And when it was over, she looked at me and she said, I will say this. The wait was worth it. And I hugged her and I kept it moving. I remember working in Seven Under in Atlanta, Georgia. The movie, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner with Bernie Mac and Ashton Kutcher. One of the actresses in there. I was working there and I was talking to someone, talking about spirituality and all of that. That lady walked up to me and she said, I need to sit and talk to you. Here's an actress. Ma'am. I need to learn from you. This lady is on my page. I love her. I don't do anything for her, but I love that she, I touched something in her and she touched something in me. So let your character speak for itself. Treat people kind. Treat them like you want to be treated. See y'all.